1: So, comeback season continues, Mm -hmm. and... Butter has been announced. Today. Today, as of recording this episode today. Butter has been announced, um, coming out on May 21st. Uh, So freaking excited.
0: Yeah, a new single from BTS. Mm -hmm. It's called Butter, and they ended up releasing a one-hour countdown video. Yeah,
1: this one-hour countdown started with a really cute animated cube of butter that slowly sizzled and melted away over the course of this hour. And every like seven minutes and seven seconds, a little chat bubble blurb appeared out you know one side of it with Mm -hmm. a different symbol like a sun or two hearts or a moon um you know just different things possibly representative of bts themselves Um, and then at the end of it it counts down and the butter has melted into this heart Mm -hmm. with the bts symbol on it and it slides off the screen and then this kind of like swirly effect happens and the words butter come across the screen yeah Um, perfect like reveal but Mm -hmm. it was this hour-long countdown half a million people watched it live
0: yeah yeah and in in the background you can just hear this slight sizzling noise as if this butter is just cooking on a stovetop yeah it's just slowly melting yeah I love the title butter. That is making me very excited for what we're about to get from them. It has to be phenomenal. Yeah, it has to be smooth Mm, and rich.
1: rich. Yeah. Yeah, we're ready to Mm. melt like butter. It has to
0: be the absolute best. I mean, anything you cook with butter, butter makes it better. Everything
1: better. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) On that note, welcome back, Iconics. And if you're new to the podcast, I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Stanning BTS. Yes! Yes,
0: welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS.
1: What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is an informative fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way.
0: Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you.
1: Totally. But if you're down for some, I can't believe the impact Promise still has on me after all of this time. Mm
0: -hmm. Or I've always wanted to talk about JK's Still With Me on the podcast podcast. So I'm just so happy that we get to talk about it today in length. Yes, finally. Finally. So if you're
1: here for that, then you're in the right place.
0: Okay, so today we're going to be talking about BTS's SoundCloud singles. And we want to preface this episode in saying that we're not going to be talking about their FESTA-released singles, which includes like Dang and songs like that. Right, because
1: those are also on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm.
0: We're also not going to be talking about the covers that they've released on SoundCloud. And then we're also not going to talk about the Christmas songs that they've covered or released their own Christmas songs to on SoundCloud.
1: Believe it or not, there's a lot to talk about besides those three things. Yeah,
0: well, they've been putting songs onto their SoundCloud since pre-debut. So there's quite a collection of music there. And when we went in to do this episode, we're like, man, we have to separate that some of these songs separately and they're going to get their own episode. So don't worry, especially like the Festa songs. It really broke my heart that we're not talking about them today, but we already started another doc and we will get to that at some point. For Festa, probably. Oh yeah, for Festa. That would be a good time to do it. Festa episode. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for supporting us. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links, and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts.
0: Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated. Thank you for being here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys.
1: Okay, our charity of the month for the month of May is the Love Myself campaign to end violence. Uh, BTS and HYBE recently renewed their Love Myself campaign with UNICEF, which is an effort to raise awareness about violence towards children and young people around the world. The Love Myself campaign supports the pre-existing End Violence campaign that launched in 2013 to make the world a safer place for the young generation. Funds raised through Love Myself are being used to protect and support children and teens affected by domestic, school, and sexual violence— as well as to empower local communities to prevent violence. So please join us this month of May in donating at endviolence.unicef.or.kr. Wonderful cause to support, obviously. Mm -hmm. You are, as an army, supporting something that BTS themselves has directly enacted and supported and endorsed. Mm -hmm. Um, So really wonderful to donate to the Love Myself campaign.
0: Yeah, and it's just so wonderful that they're renewing it that yeah. they're gonna do this for another two years. Yeah, really awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so let's get into the songs for today. Mm-hmm. We are going to go in chronological order from first posted on SoundCloud as a SoundCloud single to most recent. Mm-hmm. So we're starting with Born Singer. Born Singer was released on July 12th, 2013. So almost a month after BTS's debut. The original track was produced by J. Cole from his Born Sinner song, but the lyrics for BTS's rendition were written by RM, Suga, and J-Hope. This song has these piano chord progressions that carry the classic rap style beat, Um, with that bass beat and as well as hi-hats. All of this works together to bring fullness to the instrumental. There are rests in the beat of the song that lead to natural rests and breaks during the rap verses that the rappers use to add additional effect to their words. Mm
0: -hmm. It puts emphasis on their words. Mm -hmm. Uh, The song has ballad-style vocals. Uh, There's tons of vocal harmonies throughout um, but at the end of the song, the beat drops out while the piano continues. And BTS and Army sing in unison while clapping out the beat. Yeah. And in some cases, it's just Army is singing to BTS on stage.
1: Yeah. A really powerful moment when they had performed it during the live trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, a hearing army sing it back to them with the instrumental dropped out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah very moving. So for the lyrics and the chorus, they sing, I'm a born singer, a bit belated confession, I swear. A mirage that used to be ever so far away is in front of my eyes. It's here. I'm a born singer, perhaps a bit early confession, but I'm so happy I'm good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So saying that, you know, they're born to do this. This is what they're meant to do. This mirage that used to be so far away is now finally in front of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And here they are in this moment. I'm so happy. I'm good. Mm -hmm.
1: But then their rap verses between the rap line kind of talk about the struggles that they've gone through to be in this place. So I just want to point out a couple lyrics from Jungi. He says, rapping and dancing on the stage where I've wanted to be so much, I feel that I'm still alive. So it's truly life-affirming, you know, to be in this position. Mm -hmm. He goes on to say, though I live on the boundary between idol and rapper, the difference before and after debut, my note is still full of rhymes. I hold my pen and write lyrics in between the waiting room and stage. And this reminds me of all of the struggle And, you know,
0: backlash that they got backlash for yeah truly being an idol and, and a, a rapper, rapper. especially mm-hmm.
1: him and namjoon coming from the underground rap scene previously before joining bts and being part of this quote unquote idol group mm-hmm. um you know he did receive a lot of backlash but he still talks about i hold my pen and write lyrics he is a true rapper he is a true poet mm-hmm. in his mind where he is constantly writing whenever he can at any chance he has yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Going off of that, he goes on to say, I'm still not any different from a Daegu hillbilly rapper, but on the word amateur, I rewrote the word pro. Uh, I love this line because, you know, the only difference really that's been made is that he went from amateur to a professional and now he's singing and rapping, performing on stage for an audience. Uh, He asks about how he's, you know still rapping these the same way that he has been for these past 3 years and asking what's changed now that people are now listening to him what's changed and then he goes on to say damn shit i'm still me <laughs> i still haven't changed yeah. um so i really you know reflecting on i don't know what what happened mm. why people are listening now
1: he's still himself you mm-hmm. know he's just been in a position where he has more of a platform, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But he he had not changed. Namjoon continues in his verse to say, to be honest, I was scared that I was to prove myself after talking big, that I, who used to know only pen and book, was then to surprise the world. This is so impactful to me because he was the person that Big Hit built BTS around. He mm-hmm. was the original and the only member that had been there from the beginning Mm -hmm. and some members like jungkook joined bts solely because of namjoon's presence and impact Mm -hmm. so he is feeling the pressure yeah, having to prove himself yeah Mm -hmm. he goes on to say i don't know that i and the world's expectation are too asymmetric meaning that What he sees for himself and what the world expects from him do not line up. Mm -hmm. And he says, I was scared that I might betray everyone who trusted me. It is this idea of imposter syndrome that he does not deserve what he's gotten and that now that he's here, he's not going to live up to it.
0: Mm -hmm. And the pressure of being where he is now and seeing that, you know, there's this pressure of delivering what the world wants or what people want, but knowing that he has to stay true to himself and that what he wants is asymmetric. It's not, it doesn't align. Yeah. 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 That's a scary, scary place to be. Uh, He goes on to say, and let the haters hate on me, the thing that they've been doing all the time. While you were talking through your keyboard, I fulfilled my dreams, sunglasses, hairstyle. I know why you point your fingers at me. Anyways, I, a 20 year old, ride higher than you. This is so empowering to anyone who listens to to these lines because he's in this place where he's talking about all of the people who have hated on him, who have talked badly behind the keyboard, knowing well what they're talking about, making fun of him for his style, like his hairstyle and sunglasses, like he understands why they're making fun of him, but he's reminding himself that he's writing higher and that he's here fulfilling his dreams.
1: Yeah. And he's above it all because it. Mm-hmm. again, he has different expectations for himself than the mm-hmm. world does. In Hosox verse, it's a little bit different because he gets that sing song. rap a little bit at the beginning and it just makes me think of, all of the rap style that he's developed over the years and how we've now gotten to a place where we feel like he's totally this bridge between the rap line and vocal line and he can do both impeccably. And it was there from the beginning, from Born Singer, Mm -hmm. a month into debut, this balance between singing and rapping. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yes. Uh, In his verse, the lines that we really love, he says that I always stay as myself so that I don't, feel ashamed of myself in front of myself of the beginning. Ooh, to just really unpack this line, he's saying he doesn't want to change who he is, which in this position, when you are thrown into stardom and you know, you're this idol now, staying true to who you are can be really difficult because there are these expectations from other people. And so he wants to stay who he is so that he himself is not ashamed of who he becomes down the road. Uh, I just love that. Um, And then he goes on to say, three years of time, our hearts that all together became one. So over these three years of pre-debut together, uh, that all of their hearts then became one, that all of Bantan are one.
1: BTS are seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, together. Um, So that's... Born singer. singer, We really had to go in on it because we really love it. And it's a cherished song. It's a cherished song. And even being able to talk about it during our I Bang Bang Conic 21 episode Mm -hmm. wasn't enough opportunity to really dive into the lyrics. Uh, but let's talk about the next song that they posted a SoundCloud, which was We Are Bulletproof Part 1, which was posted to SoundCloud on June 9th, 2015. So I got a little information about the background of this song from the BTS fandom wiki, which I linked in the doc. And on the wiki, they say, We Are Bulletproof Part 1, originally known as just We Are Bulletproof, is an unofficial song by BTS produced by RM. The song was released in 2010 by the band's original formation, so the whole group and lineup that didn't even involve anyone else besides RM, like Iron and Supreme Boy. Um, but it was later rewritten and re-released by the current formation of BTS during the FESTA on June 9th of 2015. yeah. So, I did not know that. Me neither. It was so crazy. Um, but as far as the vibe of this song, it really has that rock rap style that BTS is so well known for at the beginning of their um, journey. Uh, it really does feel like a precursor to We Are Bulletproof Part 2 mm-hmm. from their first album, No More Dream. Uh, so again, just really giving that feeling of debut BTS. Yeah, except
0: yeah. in 2015 yeah. when they decided to rewrite this song with all of the members. Yeah. Uh, in the lyrics, just an overview, really, of what the lyrics say. It's a declaration of who they are. Uh, we are bulletproof, bulletproof Boy Scouts, uh, that it's them declaring they're better than everyone else, uh, that they're so good at what they do, that people are copying them. They're fully bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Nothing can destroy them. They are truly wholly themselves, unaffected by the haters, above it all, that they're here, doing it and being wholly who they are yeah. to the core. And this is just their declaration.
1: Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So let's get into one verse. Which
0: oh God. <laughs> it's this song. It's
1: iconic. It is iconic. It's legendary. Legendary. This song was released on December 21st, 2015. And let's just say that there's a reason that this song consistently goes viral on Twitter. Hashtag one verse. Yeah.
0: Let's go ahead and make it go viral again. Uh, This song was written and produced by J-Hope. The song's original beat uh, is originally El Chapo by The Game and Skrillex. So for the production and vibe of this song, it's extremely hype. It's cocky. It sets J-Hope up with a great beat to rap an insane flow over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, This song is reminiscent of the style that he brings a lot in The Ciphers, we hear all of those great ad-libs that he does. Uh, He does this consistently in BTS songs, but it's just fully on display for one verse. It's just all out. Yeah, It's fully him. Uh, But what I love about this song is you get to hear his flow soften and slow, and then it goes into building and quickening over time, which he's known to do Mm -hmm. for that effect. And you really hear it here in one verse. Yeah, he mm-hmm.
1: really switches up his flow a lot a in a lot. song that is one verse with like the the hook kind of chorus at the end. I mean, he switches it up constantly throughout. It really shows his skill as a rapper.
0: Mm-hmm. I just have to emphasize the ad-libs. When you go and listen to the song, the whoa, uh, uh, hot, hot. Yeah, hot? yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's terrific. It, it's really... The staple of who J Hope is as a rapper and what he brings to BTS's music. Yeah. So in the lyrics, oh gosh. (laughs) I feel like the
1: lyrics, as much as the production is just embodies him, right? Mm -hmm. The lyrics, oh my God, because they really, they really come for us. They really do.
0: They really do. (laughs) So in the lyrics, he says, I'm showing off myself by dissing others in a cool way. Be a voyeur of my talent. And so we got all of our translations from Dualset, and Dualset said that there's wordplay going on here, that these two lines can also be interpreted as, I pull my pants down in a cool way and show off. Be a voyeur of my dick. <laughs> okay oh
1: my god j-hope
0: oh my god j-hope but how freaking clever mm-hmm. right that so clever. he's dissing others in a cool way but that can be a play on words for i pull my pants down be a voyeur of my talent like be a voyeur of my talent in the sense of my rap my skill but also, also in his this-
1: talent his-
0: Talent, yeah. yeah. Be a voyeur of my dick,
1: yeah. what? Yeah, The I think oh. the double entendre comes through even in the English translation. Be a voyeur of my talent sounds kinky. It does. Like really. We've
0: always said that J-Hope is kinky. He brings Exhibit kinkiness a. into
1: this song, into yeah. the lyrics so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say, oh God, this just... Uh, the, to my point okay <laughs> to my point he Kiki. goes on to say the flow that's been held inside explodes and then he says even if this is a verse it deserves to be called a hook true because mm-hmm. it's just that fucking catchy mm-hmm. and it makes everyone unable to forget it absolutely true mm-hmm. it makes everyone gather it makes all my fans aroused it makes haters puke and then he adds an ad lib, makes it puke, and literally puts a puking sound into it yeah. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Goes on with those ad libs. Yeah. He also does an ad lib where he spits. He coughs up some phlegm and spits it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely deserves to be called a hook more yeah. than more than a verse because it is extremely catchy. The end he goes on to say tropics. Hot? hot, hot, yes. <laughs> yeah, this its song. so catchy.
1: It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so J Hope.
0: It's very J Hope. Yeah. What What a song for him to debut himself as a rapper and and songwriter on his
1: own. Yeah. With this, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have flow. We have cockiness. We have libs. We have wordplay like lyricism come through. You know, the cockiness. everything. Yeah. I'm really here for that. Yeah. definitely embodies j-hope yeah so we you know whiplashed ourselves (laughs) while putting together this episode because we go from freaking one verse ultimate hype song into this song called always by rm and this song is from january 1st 2017 and it was written by rm himself and arranged by p-dog and um man, this song really hit us hard. Yeah. I had never even heard this song before as a Namjoon stan.
0: Yeah, I never heard the song either. So for production and vibe, it begins with this low vibrating bass. And the ambience of the instrumental is very similar to mono. in the way that he sings as well in the song is very reminiscent of Mono. It's as if this song didn't quite make the cut for Mono, which makes sense because it was released on January 1st of 2017, which maybe now that I think about it, if it was released on the first of the year, that he released this as a, as a hint for what was to come with Mono. Quite possibly. Mono came out at the end of 2017. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm, yeah. So in the lyrics for the chorus... It's just, it gets really heavy, They're guys. so heavy. Mm-hmm. In the chorus, he sings, why is it that I'm so earnest like this, but it doesn't work out? Always, I lost all my ways. So earnest being that he tries to be a good person and do right, but though he's doing this, things aren't working out for him. Things don't work his way. And as many times as he's, trying to find his way in this this world that he's constantly feeling lost and that he's losing his way.
1: Yeah, or even just trying to find himself in this world and who he is. It's a kind of theme for him to question, who am I? Mm -hmm. Um, So he's been on this journey. In one of his verses, he says, If I ever meet God, I tell him that life is a coffee that I never ordered I tell him, grabbing him by the collar, that death is an Americano that can't be refilled. There is so much to unpack here with this verse. Mm -hmm. First, starting with the beginning, um, life is a coffee that I'd never ordered. I've heard this sentiment a lot between like the depressed community, which is just like Mm -hmm. – we didn't ask to be born and sometimes life is great and whatever, but Mm -hmm. like we didn't ask to be born. We just are born and here and existing and we have to deal with it and like pay bills and do everything that is expected of us and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it really is like, and you're obviously if you get a coffee that you never ordered, like it's kind of a treat too. Like it's like, it can be like a really good thing as well. And you're going to drink it, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to just throw the coffee out. So Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're stuck with this, this drink you never ordered, but obviously you're going to drink it. You're going to try to enjoy it. it. Mm -hmm. But grabbing him by the collar and telling God that death is an Americano that can't be filled. An Americano is a bitter coffee. It's literally just espresso and water. Um, And so it's very bitter. Um, So relating life to bitterness in this way and then saying that it can't be refilled, acknowledging that this is your only one. Mm -hmm. So no matter what struggles you deal with and how bitter it may be Mm -hmm. it is the one life that you have to live
0: yeah living this one bitter life is how he's viewing it yeah and the next verse he says you are dead you are dad but you are dead dead dad you don't listen to me dad please listen to me for these lyrics dad I did not interpret as his actual father. Mm-hmm. I interpreted dad as God since it's mentioned beforehand and knowing that God is not, you know, existence outside of this life that we're living, this other world or being is dad, Is as is, is, is he's referring to it. Yeah. And that he's dead or that, you know, you can't directly speak with this other world, this other entity, this God, whatever it may be. Uh, But here he is like begging out, calling out for this dead dad saying, you don't listen to me, please listen to me. Yeah, It really does seem like he's trying to find his way. He's trying to make meaning of this life that he's been handed. Mm -hmm. And though he's living this earnest way, which seems to be the way that we should be living, things aren't working out for him. So what's the point? What's the purpose?
1: This, dad being God I agree with you because he's saying this right after the previous verse Um, it makes me think of that line like God is dead when people say God is dead Mm -hmm. and it's like he's struggling with the concept of being like totally atheist and not believing in God to also really wanting to believe in God really wanting to have something out there some kind of purpose that he can reach out to. There's meaning
0: to this. There's a reason I'm here.
1: There's a reason for this bitterness. Mm -hmm. There's a reason for the struggle, and he wants to know it. Yeah. yeah. So this song just made me think that Namjoon is just so incredibly Mm self-aware and also so philosophical. And so these are like the deep thoughts that he just broods over. Mm -hmm. Tough. yeah, Very
0: tough. So after this song, we had to... Treat ourselves to some alcohol. (laughs) We just weren't expecting that. We weren't expecting that. that, We really, after fan growing over J Hope with one verse, we went in to listen to the song and looked at the lyrics, and we're like, "Oh shit, Whiplash!" Yeah, Whiplash. Really? Um, Okay. But next on our list is Jimin's Promise, which was released December thirty first of twenty eighteen. For this song, it was produced by Slow Rabbit and it was composed by Jimin and Slow Rabbit and the lyrics were done by Jimin and RM. Mm -hmm. For the production and vibe of this song, we hear this beautiful plucking guitar that's chucking in between the melody uh, there's possibly two guitars here that are playing, but overall this song is so elegant mm-hmm. and really embodies Jimin's beautiful soul, yes. which I really felt that way with serendipity, but promise is even more perfect for it's him. It's like more
1: intimate. It suits him yeah. perfectly. yeah. I really enjoy his soft, lovely vocals that he has in Promise. They're very comforting, like a warm hug. Mm -hmm. Perfect after listening to Always, Mm -hmm. to listen to Promise now. It's needed. Yeah, so needed. So I want to talk about a couple of the lyrics. He says, I get taken over by ever-growing thoughts. Since when have you been hurting me? Even you don't know. And I think it's important to point out that this song is about a promise that he made to himself. Um, Mm -hmm. So he is as much as he's talking to the audience and giving the audience a space to reflect, he's talking to himself also. So when he's using the pronoun you, it's as if, you know, he's looking in the mirror or he's just talking to himself using that pronoun. Mm -hmm. So it's more like how long have I been hurting myself? Is this question that he's asking. Um, really asking himself, how long have I been disparaging myself, thinking bad things to myself that are hurtful? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In the chorus, he says, Promise me now, even if you feel alone many times a day, don't throw yourself away. Pause for a moment right here. Hook your pinky with mine and promise me now. Yeah. This is, again, what you were saying. This is a promise to himself, and this is him wanting us to promise to ourselves that even when times are tough or we feel alone, to not throw ourselves away and beat ourselves down, to take this moment and promise to ourselves that we're not going to treat ourselves badly even in these times where we're struggling. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's just going to make it worse. And this is a big life lesson that I had to learn, and that's why... I really connect with this song because part of like my struggle is that I do something wrong or I say something wrong or I just don't like something about myself and then I just fester over it and I constantly talk down to myself about having done that or having said that. And it's a, I am constantly like, hurting myself over it Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really something that I had to learn to be okay and this is a song that really helped me like set on that journey when Mm -hmm. he's saying in that chorus like hook your pinky with mine and promise me now. He's promising himself. I'm promising myself, but we are promising together. And it's Mm -hmm. that like cosmic connection of BTS and ARMY that gives us the power to be able to do this. Yeah, Uh, This song is really about um, him being tired of his internal struggles, tired of being so hard on himself. And a little backstory about promise is that he said that this song started as a very dark song about him being hard on himself. And there was no silver lining, no kind of redemption in it. Um, but this pivotal moment happened at City Field, this iconic concert where he made a promise to himself at the end of City Field. He literally thought, this is a quote from him, things can get tough again and may not go again as I wanted, but let's not make it harder by being hard on myself. And, In this moment when he promised that when things get hard to not be harder on on himself, um, he decided to finish writing Promise. So at that moment, Mm -hmm. he turned to RM for more guidance on on the song. And that's how we got what we have. That's how we got
0: Promise. Mm -hmm. I just think that this the whole premise of this song, being a promise to himself, and the the way that the song evolved, it sounds like he worked on the song for a long time. And that it had to, he had to go through these other phases and stages of finding and discovering himself and really getting to the root and seeking help from Namjoon to really get to this point of, I shouldn't be so hard on myself, that it's only making things worse. And like what you were saying, Kayla, and how you relate to it, I think a lot of people can relate to this. It's hard not to beat yourself up when you said something you regret or you do something that you wish you would have done better. And it's hard not to get in bed at night and just ruminate over those things.
1: Mm -hmm. And then you
0: beat yourself up and it's not productive. It does absolutely nothing except for make you feel worse.
1: This is why you need to read that book, The Four Agreements. I know. Because it also helps, (laughs) but one of the agreements is about this too. Like don't punish yourself. If you make a mistake, acknowledge it and you know punish yourself that first time maybe like think mm-hmm. about how you can do better in the future but don't let yourself revisit that and keep punishing yourself over and over again mm-hmm. that's what this song really embodies to me and the hope that we will be better to ourselves and think good thoughts to ourselves yeah. that will make us feel better forgive yourself forgive yourself mm-hmm. definitely
0: yeah I need to read that I definitely need to read it <laughs> you just need to come over here one day and just we'll just put write it, out it on loud. my table yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next song is Scenery by Young. This was put onto SoundCloud on January 30th, 2019. It was produced by Doc Skim and written by Young. For production and vibe, at the very beginning we hear this wind blowing and in the wind we hear bells and cloth blowing alongside the wind outside like a window. There's this gorgeous piano that's playing and it's accompanied by these strings during the instrumental breaks. There is sound effects throughout of this camera clicking, taking shots of photography, which is very fitting for scenery. And then of course, we cannot miss young's vocals mm-hmm. in scenery. It is so rich, creamy, and lush. Mm. Such lush vocals that it sounds like his voice is whispering into this billowing wind mm. that is echoing yes. and carrying his voice. It's just gorgeous. It's absolutely there's, stunning. There's no way to describe it. Yeah. His voice is just unreal in this song.
1: The production of the song is truly beautiful. I feel like any single that Tae Young puts out just He's so thoughtful about the production. classic
0: instruments. Mm -hmm. He's all about the classic instruments, and I really admire him for that.
1: They suit his voice so well Mm -hmm. and really just accompany him along the way and tell the story that he wants to tell. Oh, just so well done. Uh, A lyric that I want to talk about is at the beginning, he says, I cradle what I feel now in a park where the morning moon has left, this song goes towards you. And so this song being scenery is all about the photography that he captures. And so this is, he's cradling, like he's cradling the photo that he took. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, almost like the morning after he took it, maybe the, looking at the moon the night before. Mm-hmm. And he's writing this song to that moment, to that feeling in that moment uh, and looking at that that photo. Mm-hmm.
0: That morning moon does remind me of four o'clock, which reason we're not talking about four o'clock is because it's a Festa song. Uh, But capturing that moment and capturing the the emotion of that moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what scenery is all about. So he goes on to say, I hear the sound of the film reflect on the moon in the night sky. Uh, I really imagine here, just the imagery that goes with this song, the moon reflects in the night sky, the way that the moon reflects off you know, the moon's light reflects off a lake or water or, you know, anything. He's talking about the way that the film and the sound of the film then reflects off the moon. How beautiful is that Mm, sentiment? He goes on to say, my heart feels sad having missed the very scene at the very moment. I regret it and hope that the very moment comes again. Feeling that, there's moments in his life that are so beautiful and the emotions and the way he feels in that point of time, he really wishes he had a camera to capture it so that when he looks at it, he's brought back to that exact emotion.
1: Mm-hmm. He really wants to preserve it forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: He says, I still wonder, wonder, beautiful story. Still wonder, wonder, best part. I still wonder, wonder, next story. I want to make you mine. Love the play on the words wonder and wander. Uh, it just keeps going on to say that he wants to capture these moments, wonder in their best parts. These these moments that it's not just the scenery; it's the the emotions that are tied to it. Uh, those those emotions that are attached to these different places, how he feels in that moment. And yeah, the song is just gorgeous. I, I, to me, it shows and reflects what photography is to him. Mm -hmm. We know that he really is into photography and enjoys taking pictures, but it's not just the artistic component of of getting a great shot. It's about capturing really what is happening in the scene and how you feel in that moment. And that's just beautiful.
1: I love that he is using his musical artistic outlet to convey his deep love and all of the emotional attachment that he has to photography. Um, and he did it in such a beautiful song. He's
0: just an artist. Yeah, he yeah. really is. I I truly, artistic I've said mind. it before, I've said
1: it again, artistic mind, some kind of like soul that comes around once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. so unique with his mind. Um, the next song was actually also... Uh, posted and made by Young. this is winter bear that he released on august 10th 2019 uh, it was produced and written by adora hiss noise rm and Young, and it was released with a self directed music video featuring footage of his travels this song was released as a tribute on the third anniversary of his grandma's passing who he was very very close to mm-hmm So for production and vibe, I just want to start off by talking about his soft, airy vocals that he has kind of constantly throughout the song. And they're really supported by acoustic instrumentation. Mm
0: -hmm. And this acoustic instrumentation is thorough. It really builds. There's a lot of different components to it. So at the beginning, we hear two guitars strumming chords, and then the other one is plucking a melody. There is also this strong, low registered string instrument. It could be a violin or a cello possibly. Uh, but as the song builds halfway through, there's a classic drum set that picks up the beat and it's joined by this keyboard that has the sound effect that sounds similar to a higher pitched mallet hit percussion instrument. Not sure exactly what it is. It's just mm-hmm. one of those sound effects that you would hear on a keyboard. Yeah, But it really is playing the melody and it's it really stands out in the song. And then as the song continues to build, it ends with this electric guitar. And mm-hmm. that really threw me through a loop. I'm like, okay, hold up. All these classic instruments. And then all of a sudden you just hear this riffing yeah. electric guitar at the end. Uh, but it, it's just gorgeous. I love how this song, the lyrics are are very sweet and to the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's It's fully in English and a lot of the, the lyrics end up repeating. Yeah. But the ending of the song really is just fully instrumental. Yeah.
1: I really love the compliment that his voice has, how he chooses stylistically to keep this kind of softer, airier voice throughout the song. His voice doesn't build, you know, but the instruments build in such a way, especially with that guitar coming in at the end, that it really brings the swell of emotion in the song it brings the yeah. whole song home and i love that he's speaking through the music and the music is conveying the emotion of his lyrics and of mm-hmm. um his voice as much as you know his actual singing is i really think it's so wonderfully done it
0: is so wonderfully done you said that perfectly Thank uh you. in the lyrics <laughs> in the lyrics he says looks like a winter bear you sleep so happily i wish you a good night good night good night Uh, winter bear being his grandmother yeah Yeah. saying that you know she's sleeping so happily and that he's wishing her a good night which is at the beginning of the song it really does sound like a sweet lullaby but the song does build and he says imagine your face say hello to me then all the bad days they're nothing to me Mm. so just imagining her face and them saying hello to each other makes all of his worst days as if they're just nothing that they're insignificant because of this moment. Just imagining his grandmother saying hello to him.
1: Having lost my grandpa last November, it's obviously what I'm thinking about right now. And I haven't actually done that. Like imagined saying hello to him, being face to face with him and Just thinking about doing that, I think, would bring me so much comfort. And Mm -hmm. I love that this really is almost a lullaby to his grandma and, like, a rest easy, I love you kind Mm -hmm. of song to her.
0: Yeah, and that she's this hibernating winter bear happy and peaceful peaceful and that he's wishing her a good night Mm -hmm. and that she's sleeping well
1: and that thinking of her brings him happiness Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. really wonderful just just thinking of her so sweet so sweet oh my gosh we don't deserve (laughs) (laughs) okay so going on to the much anticipated that Bethany has apparently wanted to talk about since the moment it came out (laughs) forever
0: JJB1 where are you where are you this song really (laughs) made me want Jungkook mixtape
1: this is still with you obviously by Jungkook and he released it on June 5th of 2020 this is written produced by both Jungkook and P-Dog and it really reminds us of Rain from the Dark and Wild album at the beginning I mean it has Rain sounds just like that song and the melody and general vibe of this song kind Mm -hmm. of are reminiscent but Jungkook really steps more into the jazzier side of the song that the original Rain song that I'm referring to doesn't dive into quite as much Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah there's like this vocal filter that is put over his voice and it sounds especially at the beginning uh, it sounds like this vintage oh gosh like a phonograph playing in another room it's muffled it's distant and it's just like this old-timey romance totally. sound
1: yeah completely it definitely brings that vibe i'm it,
0: whipped for it, totally. I love it. <laughs> yes
1: and then like so he sets up this vibe right and then these jazzy instruments come in we have this fluttering piano, a guitar, a drum set being played with jazz drum brushes on the snare that kind of gives this really nice vibe to Just it. Tapping. This little tapping. Yeah. Um, as well as a lower bass drum providing that constant beat. We also hear an upright bass um, and some far off brass like at certain times of the song mm-hmm. we hear some brass but again it's almost like it's in the other room or like yeah. on the other side of the club that we're in.
0: Distant. distant and you know it's an upright bass like they had to have brought an upright bass into the studio for this song because you can hear that reverb off Mm -hmm. the string
1: oh yeah oh
0: I love it it really does feel like we are in this speakeasy candlelit room in the basement sipping some martinis Mm -hmm. while you're hearing distant chatter soft chatter from the tables around you Okay, but can you imagine this scene with Jungkook's voice? Like, this is where he's taking oh, me. Yeah, He's taking us yeah. here, okay? And you hear him doing these beautiful runs with this rich, stable vocal. Yes. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It's just impressive how easily his voice just floats all over this scale mm-hmm. and it, it, all his his range that he has with his voice as well. And his
1: control over his voice too, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. It's just this crooning sound mixed with like this seductive tone, the way that he is delivering the lyrics. It really is making us all fall in love. And this is what I'm saying. If JJK1 is anything <laughs> like what Still With You is like, I'm just, I'm going to have to close the doors and not leave my house for a while. Like I'm I'm just going to be fully consumed by that. Yeah. I love this song. I really... I don't know how I've never expressed this to you before, how much I love this I had song. No I know fucking clue. I was really surprised that this was the song that he released. Like, the, he wrote this song. Not to say that this isn't Jungkook's style, but I, I mean, just didn't expect it. Yeah. This jazzy, speakeasy, romance, mm. vintage
1: song. Think about, like, this with my time... And then like a whole other just album of songs that are along the same lines. Yeah. 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 I think there's a reason why JJK1 is taking so long to come out. And it's because we just will not survive. No. And they know that. Mm -hmm. Like it's going to decimate the fan base. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Grab your shovels. Start digging.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Okay. So I want to talk about a couple lyrics from this song. Um, He says, laughing together, crying together, these simple emotions, perhaps they were everything to me. That day, that moment, if I had known that it would be like this, I would have kept more of them in my memories. And to me, he is speaking to ARMY. He's speaking about concerts and moments and interactions that he's had you know, on tour and during mm-hmm. concerts, because he released this June 5th, 2020, mid pandemic, recently after the tour was postponed for, you know, who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this is kind of a song that he's putting out for Army in this way. And I Always. think these lyrics are speaking to it.
0: Yeah. The lyrics also say, in the memories of entrancing moments. Even if I dance alone, it still rains. When this fog gets lifted up, I will run to you on my wet feet. Hold me then, behind your faint smile looking at me, I'd like to paint a beautiful purple color. Mm. So this is direct reference to Army with course. with the painting of this purple color. But I love how he uses the word entrancing these memories of entrancing moments where we're all together. It really is a trance that we're in when we're, when we're in these moments at these concerts. And he's saying that even when it's raining and he's dancing alone, once it does lift up this fog, how romantic is it that he will run to us with his wet feet Mm -hmm. to be able to hold us again And that Behind Our Faint Smiles, yes, this beautiful purple color. It is
1: such a romantic song. It's a romance song. It's a romance song to ARMY. And at first, I wasn't sold on that it being to ARMY. But that last lyric of, I'd like to paint a beautiful purple color, it's like, okay. Well, you cannot say it's for anyone else. It
0: could be for someone else, but he just makes this hint of ARMY as well. Like, it it has dual meanings. Yeah. Most songs do. Right. So, potentially, it's a romance song to someone else, but... Yeah, that purple color is direct, direct call out for ARMY. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It's really romantic. I really love this song. I love this song so
0: much. It's well done. I hope Jungkook is very proud of it. Mm. Okay, so next song is Abyss. This song was written by Jin and released on SoundCloud on December 3rd of 2020. For writing and production, it was produced by Bumzu and then written by Bumzu, Jin, RM, and P-Dog. Jen had a lot to say about this song. He said he was so grateful for the guidance of Bumzoo uh, that he specifically was found by Ping- Bang PD as the songwriters to specifically match Jen's style, his songwriting, and
1: his energy. I love that he found someone to match his energy. Mm-hmm. I think that's really wonderful. Yeah.
0: Overall, Jin wrote this song after receiving congratulations on receiving number one on Hot 100. He felt that he didn't deserve to rejoice in the success and congratulations because he feels that there are so many other people who enjoy music more than him and that write better music than him. Mm -hmm. So he went to Bang PD to seek some advice and he also went on to receive some counseling And from that, he was encouraged to write his emotions into a song. And this is how Abyss was created and came to be. Yeah, This song was released just two hours before his 28th birthday. Mm -hmm.
1: And so he kind of released it. As a treat to Army on his birthday, and I remember him prefacing it saying, "Like I normally wouldn't release something sad like this, and I normally don't show you guys this side of myself, but I thought since it's in a song, then I could, and mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to put this out today." Yeah. Um. So it's a really beautiful song. It begins with a piano and some soft. I think it's synths, but I don't have a better word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the synths almost sound like humming or even possibly like a vocalization kind of sound to it. So my mind goes, gin. okay. This kind of humming sound in the back makes me think of whale sounds i'm it really thinking does. corey you know go listen to the beginning of abyss hear the piano but then listen to those background sounds and tell me it's not reminiscent of a whale because it really does he's always bringing that imagery in he is
0: yeah, yeah and i it really does hear like that the humming vocalization that you hear is very reminiscent of a whale call mm-hmm
1: He also has guitar and other supporting instruments that are added. As he builds the song lyrically, these instruments build. And he's really delivering heartfelt vocals with beautiful high notes that convey so much sadness and pain, but they're contrasted by the lovely, rich tone of his always powerhouse voice. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about a couple lyrics. He says, With my breath held, I walk into my sea. I walk into it. I face myself who is crying beautifully and sorrowfully. So it makes me think of the whale, this imagery of the sea, this, you know, the idea of a whale, the core, being lonely perhaps in the sea. Also kind of the idea of like facing your shadow or, um, you know, just that other side of yourself that you struggle with. He is walking into it to fully face it here with these lyrics.
0: He says, I'd like to go find him and tell him, Yeah that I'd like to know more about you today. Going off what you were saying with the previous lyrics, that he's going in and he's giving this part of himself acknowledgement and finally really facing it and saying, yeah, I want to know more about these emotions and these feelings that you're feeling. He goes on to say, the closer I get to you, the more breathless I become and the farther away you feel. This really feels like this is Jen taking those first steps to recognizing and acknowledging his feelings and trying his best to understand these emotions in order to continue to grow as an individual. Yeah. But that it's challenging. It's really challenging. The closer he gets, the farther he feels away. Or the closer he takes a look at the emotions, the more lost he feels in it and not really knowing what what to think of it or what's causing this or how to interpret these emotions that he's feeling. Uh, but really for me, what, I'm just proud of him for taking the first step yeah. to just acknowledge and yeah. say, I'm feeling this and recognizing I'm feeling this way. And maybe it doesn't make fully sense, any sense to him in the moment and that he feels lost in trying to understand it. But this is just, again, that first step.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I am proud of him. I was thinking the same thing, just proud of him for recognizing, acknowledging, and then being vulnerable enough to put it into music and release it for ARMY. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you are someone who is realizing that you need to take the first step, then do it, do it for Mm -hmm. yourself. And if you've done it, I'm proud of you. We're proud of you because it is so hard to do.
0: Yeah, it's easy to mask or ignore Or joke about. But it is hard
1: to face yourself. It's
0: really hard to face it. It's
1: hard work to work on yourself, but it is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So we're proud of you, Jen, and we're proud of everybody, all you Iconics out there working on yourselves. Yeah, we're all working on ourselves. It's important work. Yeah, it's hard work. Hard.
0: (laughs) All right, so for our very last song, we're going to talk about J-Hope's Blue Side, the full version that he he released on March 2nd, 2021. So he released this for the third year anniversary of Hope World. Uh, this full version of Blue Side, which is traditionally put on his mixtape as an outro. It was written and produced by J-Hope, His Noise, and Adora.
1: Yeah. So this song maintains some of the original um, instrumental from the outro on Hope World, but there's some things added in. There's some wind chimes. There is a profoundly deep bass that's vibrating. Mm -hmm. Turn Uh, that
0: woofer up, you'll hear it. Really.
1: It also has a drum set um, and along with the original instrumentation, it really has this full sound and goes along with the idea of being a full length song. Um, and as he was creating this song, he said that he was searching for comfort. Uh, he said, quote, Although I cannot go back, I needed a blue resting place where I can, embraced in its arms, comfort myself, where I can calm and cool my heated self down in many ways. Mm-hmm.
0: When he originally wrote this song, He was really into the blue vibe, the feeling that the wind and sky would bring. Yeah.
1: I really love this idea of this blue place being a place of comfort for him.
0: And calmness.
1: Yeah, and calmness. Uh, Some of the lyrics that stuck out, he said, when I coughed up my pain in darkness, when my sighs froze up and tightened my throat, I felt that on the rainbow bridge... I want to walk along the blue path only. I'm singing my blues, singing my bloom back in my room. And so it made me think that at the end of this whole life journey that he's on right now, by the end of it, he wants to be able to be blue. He wants to be able to be calm and experience this calm and this serenity and peace that he doesn't feel like he gets in the day to day of his crazy hectic life and when he's crossing that rainbow bridge over to the other side he's going to walk on the blue part mm-hmm. and i just i love that imagery this is revolutionary
0: to me like diving into these lyrics because when i originally heard outro blue side on hope world I thought blue side as in sadness. I interpreted blue as sadness. But here he is in these lyrics really redefining this blue to be an imagery of calmness. Although that's not really redefining. Blue has been interpreted as calm and cool. But this is how he's singing it in this song. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think with the ad- like additional full length built out song, it's yeah. easier to recognize it as being like calmness instead of sadness because there's really just not much context around it in the original on Hope World. That's
0: true. Yeah. Yeah. In the lyrics, he also says, I miss my blue self and my light breathes back in those days. I try measuring the weight between calmness and passion but now I wish to die burnt in blue. Passion and calmness. So he's here in this moment. I really always think about disease, mm-hmm. but you know, really living in the moment of his passion and fulfilling that. And when you think of passion, you think of fire, you think of red. red. And in the midst of this, he's realizing that he really wishes he could go back and he misses that blue self where he, Could be calm and relaxed. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for him to feel calm and relaxed nowadays because all his life now, since being with BTS, it's all about the passion and about creating music and writing music and working hard. Yeah. Yeah. And now he misses that. He misses that calmness and it's hard for him to feel it. So now his dying wish is that he be burnt and blue, that he dies calm. And relax. And
1: I think it's important to point out that the context of these lyrics as we're interpreting them is not that he's literally saying, I want want to to die. die. Yeah, Yeah, it's just him saying that at the end of all of this, I want to be blue, you know, Mm -hmm. in all of those blue meanings that we've been talking about. Calm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Whoa. What a roller coaster of emotions this episode turned out to be. Who knew that SoundCloud singles would take us on this journey?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this was originally your idea. And when you came to me with it, like, absolutely, this is genius. We have to do this. And so I'm really looking forward to now that we've covered all of these singles. I'm looking forward to covering all of their especially their festa songs. Oh yeah. Dang. Yeah. But also getting into their covers and their Christmas songs as oh, well. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll definitely have to do a special episode at the end of the year for a Christmas songs, yeah, uh, you know, episode. That would be
0: perfect. Yeah, it would be
1: really fun. Um, well, we definitely want to thank you guys for being here and for listening. And we want to say a special thanks to our VIP Iconics, Eileen Ruchal, Michelle Park, Deja, Meg DeRuggero, Rachel, and Robin. Thank you guys. We love you. Yes,
0: thank you. As well as
1: all of our other supporters on Patreon. We appreciate you so much. We
0: see you all $1 patrons for that Buff Bonton content.
1: Yes, <laughs> it was so worth it, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things you can do to let us know. Please reach out to us. We love it when you email us, when you slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter. We absolutely love to hear from you. It makes our week, our day, our month just everything mm-hmm. um, so you can do that by emailing us at standing bts podcast at gmail we're on instagram and twitter standing bts pod or standing bts podcast and of course you can find links for all of those things in the description
0: in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts Two, set, five. Five.